0: The Audio Vault on one San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com Cowboys play here at one San Antonio Sports Star
1: Man, Pledge, did you drop that in just for Indy caloo? Cowboys play here. He's Joe Reinagle, I'm Jason Menix. Indy Kalu, joining us on the Buyer's Barricades guest line, texted me earlier, said, man, I've got a meeting, uh, can we, you know, I might be late at 3.30, can we do 4.30, because you were meeting with the Rice Endowment Board. Wow. That mean you had to write a big check?
2: No, I'm, I'm hoping that they write the big check, so, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that went, but, uh, this is one of the few times they're not asking me for a check. I'm asking them for
0: one. Nice. Wow. So so Rice gives uh, alumni money back sometimes?
2: Yeah, well, so we have a real estate fund, and we've been raising money with individuals, and now we're to the point where we're trying to get that institutional money. So what better place to start with than the greatest institution in the world, Rice University? So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. So it went pretty well. Uh, enjoyed the feedback. But, you know, these are a long process, so I'm glad to be talking football and getting back to the real world. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Crunching numbers can get to be a pain in the ass, right?
2: Yes, they can. Trust me, I'm not doing any crunching. (laughs) I'm letting the the smart people do all the
1: crunching. You surround yourself with a bunch of rice guys that go back and ask rice for money. Like, they're not going to tell you guys no, right? Of course not.
2: You know, what? they might, because actually, and I don't want to bore you all with the details, he hinted that what we were asking for wasn't enough for what they like with their returns. And I was like, well, shoot, give us more than, I I said, give us what you're comfortable giving us
1: with if what we're asking isn't enough. If the endowment is so big, you're not asking enough.
0: (laughs) It's Rice (laughs) university.
1: Come on.
2: Yeah. So, but but it was a cool experience. That was actually the first time I uh, was a part of a pitch to, to an institution that large. So, if anything, it was just a cool learning experience.
1: Well, I, I think what I heard there is you didn't ask for enough, um, w- which is the lesson to all of us. Ask for big, because you never know.
2: Look, that, that's the one thing I walked away knowing. So next time when I go to Joe's alma mater, Texas State, I'm going to ask for like $30 million. <laughs> $30 You're
0: million.
1: $30, my I, friend. Mean, I, don't I mean, know. we're talking you know, Texas State versus Rice. I mean, uh, let, let's be honest. I mean, essentially you guys would have kicked the field goal on a fourth down from 45 yards out instead of going for it on fourth and three and throwing it to Josh Reynolds. Wait, what? say that again? So you, you guys didn't ask for enough. Like, like you, you would have you settled for the oh, field goal. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, you there.
2: Yeah, yeah. You're, you're being a rice guy. That would have
1: gone right yeah. over <laughs> your head like you did, but you dropped it like Josh Reynolds.
2: No, no, when I hear Josh Reynolds, I think John J. Mustangs. I forgot, uh, you, you know, you're talking about what he did as a Detroit Lion. See, because I'm so San Antonio, when I think of him, I think of uh, John Jay. First. There you go, but your Marshall <laughs> Ram is showing. <laughs>
1: I'll take that. I, I deserve that one. What is? Uh, what were your thoughts on Dan Campbell's decision-making in that moment?
2: You know what, one of those deals... Where if it works, what are we saying? You know, we're celebrating and oh, he's so gutsy. But I think at that point, you got to go with the numbers, go with the analytics, and go with the obvious. You know, go with the obvious
1: choice.
0: Indy, I'm I'm really surprised because I thought you were a risk taker.
1: I I like the he didn't ask they, for and, enough money from Rice, and they <laughs>
0: did the play. The, the play was there. It was there. Reynolds dropped the ball and I know that can happen, but the field goal kicker could have missed a kick too.
2: You know what? And I'm not, i the truth. I'm actually not a big risk taker when it comes to uh play calling. Cause I find myself when I'm watching these games, uh, if if you're within the red zone and it's like fourth and two, I, I'm the guy who says, man, just kick it, get your points and let's move on in that situation, especially regular season. Maybe, uh, but but with that scenario, no, get
0: get the points. Who would have thought Indy on the side of a kicker?
2: Well, I, I understand what they do. I still don't consider them football <laughs> players. They're on football teams, but it, it, if if you must have them on a football team, then yeah, you might as well utilize them and get those three points. <laughs> well, what,
1: what what is the the difference maker in your mind? You think about all your le- all your years in the NFL and. Mm-hmm there are times to go for it and be risky and times to make the smart football decision. You're in a championship game. You get a chance to go up three scores. Um, do you, it, it, at that point in the moment, because hindsight being what it is. So what we talked about some yesterday in the moment before the fourth down play was run and failed, what were you thinking? I was screaming at my television to kick it, not go for it. What, <coughs> excuse me. What were you thinking in, <coughs> in the moment?
2: No, I was thinking the same thing you you were thinking. You, you know, I know you're getting choked up because we finally agree on something. <laughs> but something I, I was just I not happening <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, I wish I could tell you something different because I never like radio where two guys and I like that Joe doesn't agree with us where we're just saying I agree. But no, I'm I'm with you, and, and like we we all saw that it could have worked, and if it did, and if Josh Reynolds makes a big play or makes the play, uh, we're over here saying Dan Campbell's aggressive aggressive. Uh, you know that's his style, and that's why they probably could have won the game. And I don't know. I'm not <laughs> with the way San Francisco came back, the way they played, the way uh, Brock Purdy uh, made some plays with his legs. Christian McCaffrey, the best NFL, court, excuse me, running back in the game right now. I just felt like it was San Francisco's half. Obviously, it wasn't their game. Uh, who's to say that they wouldn't have found a way to come back from that? But I get it. I appreciate it. I would never say anything negative about that decision. But in that scenario, when you're up the way you're up, I just take the field goal.
0: Well, Indy, I'm curious because you brought it up. With San Francisco, a, a bad first half. They didn't play well. Detroit dominated them in the first half. And then San Francisco comes back. Two games in a row that, quite frankly, they should have lost both. But they found a way to get it done. What is your impression of the San Francisco 49ers?
2: I don't believe in the whole should have lost. If you should have lost, you would have lost. I thought going into that game that the San Francisco 49ers, I thought it was going to be a blowout and I was wrong. But the way that first half, even at halftime, and I'm not saying this because hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's obvious the way it turned out, but even at halftime, and I was rooting for the Detroit Lions because I love that story, so let's put that out there. I didn't feel comfortable or confident saying, oh, this game is over, the Lions are going to win. So my long answer uh to your question is that i feel like the best team finally started to play like the best team in the second half i don't know why they started the game the way they started i don't know why uh you know they were able their defense did not look like the defense who has the best linebacker in the game uh during that first half so i don't know what happened during the first half but i feel like the best team on the field actually showed up in the second half
1: absolutely indy kalu joining us here on the blitz you talk about the uh First time he went for it and kicked the field goal, uh, or went for it, did not kick the field goal. The second time right. he went for it and could have tied the game up. Was that a worse decision by Dan Campbell? Ooh, wasn't worse. Uh, it would have been a longer kick, but it would have at yeah, least yeah, that, tied the game.
2: No, no, I remember, and that's... but. I I still have to go with the first one. I still have to go with the first one because, just like you mentioned, with it being a longer kick to tie up. But I feel like the momentum, didn't it feel like the momentum shift and San Francisco felt like, ah, you know what, we actually truly do have a chance. And I feel like the first time that was the one that, where even myself, I was like, oh, (laughs) that's it. Like, I just knew at that point San Francisco was going to take the game.
0: It, it, I tell you what, and I wouldn't count them out. And then you, you've got on the flip side, you've got Patrick Mahomes, who I, I don't know how else to describe this guy, ND, other than just a magician. The guy is on another level from every other quarterback in the NFL right now.
2: I'm 100% with you. It's almost a shame that Urban Magic Johnson has the nickname Magic because I'm with you. It fits Mahomes with some of the things he does. and uh not even the biggest plays as far as yards just the way he's able to get out of trouble he's not the most athletic guy like when he runs you're not thinking to yourself like oh that's a light-skinned Lamar Jackson I mean when he runs it's like that dude is not fast but he just knows what gaps to hit with his legs he knows how to extend plays he knows that if the play isn't there with his arm he can pick up six seven yards uh, with his legs, but I, I'm with you. He's a magician. He makes it fun. And this was a da- Remember, this was a quote unquote down year for Patrick Mahomes. But when you watch him play, you throw the stats out and you just, you, you just appreciate his magic. In magic, the- Mahomes. Magic, Patrick, magic Mahomes. Magic Mahomes. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, there
1: you go. Indy Kalu, the nickname giver here on the Blitz on ninety four one San Antonio sports star. You bring up Lamar Jackson. Once again, comes up uh, short in a playoff game and, it, and didn't play well. Ryan Eagle calls him Dak Jr. What is it about <laughs> Lamar Jackson in the playoffs? Is, is it the same syndrome that uh, Dak suffers from?
2: It, you, you know what? As much as I want to say it's not just Lamar's the team, but Lamar Jackson's an MVP player. He's an MV, he's the MVP, probably going to win it this year, and to play the way he did in the playoffs, that's where, as an MVP, we're supposed to be talking about Lamar Jackson the same way we're talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes, where he just puts the team on his shoulders. What I watch, and I don't know if y'all noticed it, it still feels like Lamar's trying to prove to somebody that he doesn't have to rely on his legs, where I wanted to see him do what he did against the Texans in the second half, where he said, screw it, if i got to use my legs uh, to win this game, to be successful. That's what I'm going to do. But it almost feels like he has this internal battle. Like he has the angel on the left shoulder, the, <laughs> the devil on the right shoulder and the devil's the one telling him to use his legs. Hey, come on, man. Live down to the stereotype and use your legs. And he's like, no, I'm going to show everybody that I'm not the uh, stereotypical black quarterback. And I'm going to use my arm. I'm like, hell no. Nah. It doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. Use whatever you got to use to get into the freaking end zone and to carry your team. And it just feels like when I'm watching him, I feel like I'm watching that internal battle with himself that he he wants to prove that he he's a he's the typical quarterback in the pocket.
0: You know, Indy, I I think what surprised me the most, and 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 for the record, I love Lamar Jackson. I, I love him in college, in the pros. I love how he plays, and and I think he's fantastic. What I saw on Sunday though was he gets seems to get really frustrated really quickly. And it seems to just throw everything out of kilter. And the entire Baltimore team, in my mind, was a little bit undisciplined to begin with.
2: Oh, that's Zay Flowers. He's only a rookie. He's going to have an awesome career. But, look, I'm a guy that likes to mix it up. I like a fight here or there. But as soon as I saw when he made that awesome play, then he stood over the defender and spun the ball. Even as a guy who likes kind of, you know, seeing certain things, certain fights, and I was like, okay, that was stupid. Here comes the flag. And then there was a couple of times where Lamar, it looked like he was defending his player, but I expect my quarterbacks to have a certain cool about him. I expect my quarterbacks to be above certain scenarios. And I think the reason why his teammates love him the way he does, because he doesn't put himself on that pedestal and, you know, he's a player's player and he can hang with the 53rd guy on the roster as well as the number one guy on the roster. But there are certain times where I feel like, no, I need my quarterback to be a little more Joe cool and and carry himself in a different manner when things get rough and tough. And you just didn't see that from him. From throwing down his helmet the way he did after that horrible interception to arguing with the refs when he didn't like the calls uh, going against his teammates.
1: Indy Kalou joining us here on the Blitz, member of the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. Patton F. Middle School, Marshall High School, Rice, you're a smart guy, right?
2: Nef, Pat Neff, how are my Texans doing?
1: We're not asking about. <laughs> did y'all know the Pat
2: nef, did, did y'all know they were called the Texans? I the did Pat not. Nef
1: Texans. No. You, you were, yeah. Once a Texan, always a Texan. Always a Texan. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. where it started and where it ended. There, there you go. Um, C.J. Stroud, he he replaces Patrick Mahomes in the in the Pro Bowl. Why? And I got to ask a Rice guy this: Why, when there's no Pro Bowl game? Do they name Pro Bowl replacements
2: for the for the silly activities that they have them all all playing and conducting? I mean, look, they they were smart to get rid of the Pro Bowl game, but it's it's almost like if they said, "Hey, you think we could do worse than the Pro Bowl game?" Hold my beer, watch this. <laughs> we're going to go play dodgeball, and, and and I guess just to have participants in look it's really just a weekend for a bunch of great players to all pat themselves on the back and say, oh, we're, you know, we're the studs of the NFL. But it's, I have not, I have not watched one Pro Bowl event. I don't even know what it's called now, uh, since they switched the, the format and the games got so bad. The last Pro Bowl I actually watched was when Mario Williams was invited and he took the entire defensive line to Hawaii. Like, and that, that game was horrible, but I think it's since he paid for the,
1: Right. Nice. I was, I as well. Oh, we, I, I, and, and, and I'm not saying this to sound knocky. You never made a Pro Bowl, but you went to Pro Bowl festivities with your teammates?
2: Oh, yeah, you, you can say it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my mediocre career. <laughs> yeah, i <I've> never made <laughs> a Pro
1: Bowl. He played in the league for 10 years. He made zero Pro Bowls. He is a member, though, of the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame. Our none time Pro Bowl guest, Indy Kalou. Um, it, it, it you, look, I don't
2: need you to humble me. My, my, one of my cousins <laughs> came in from Nigeria and I was teaching him about football. Uh, it was after I retired. And he was some math whiz. He was, like, six at the time. And I was all, yeah, I played 12 years in the NFL. And then he was all, and you had 34 sacks. And I was like, yeah. And he was all, oh, so you only average like, three-point-something sacks a year. And I was all, well, damn, when you say it like that. <laughs> so, yes, I, I,
1: wait, wait a minute. I, I've been humbled a long time. <laughs> wait, 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 Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You had 34 sacks in your career? Something like that, yeah. And I
2: had to tell him, like, well, keep in mind, uh today my first year i didn't play that much my second year i got hurt then i had a torn acl and he was like oh okay so it's four something four sacks a year would be due so uh, i'm gonna give
0: him some props though i mean while you know everybody's bringing him down here you did play what 10 years 12 12 years
2: i mean mean, you got to be doing something right indy I'm okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not depressed anymore. You know, I, I don't think about uh, the, the sack total. I just think about the number of years, just like you said. Just, you were a know. disruptor. That's what you were. There you go.
1: There yeah. you go. I had a lot of pressure. Yes. I, you know, I was there for the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> according to Wikipedia. Uh-huh. According to Wikipedia, when you when you uh, put an indicator. No, first it, of all, that's a lie, because I know it's probably
2: going to – you, you know what pisses me off about that? One year, and Jim Johnson, our very hard-nosed defensive coordinator, <laughs> made his beautiful soul, rest in peace. Well, one year, now one out of the 12, I, I kicked ass when it came to tackles. I had, like, 74 tackles, led all D linemen, and then the stat sheet said I had 47. I was, and Jim, like, even laughed. Like, he came into the, my locker, and he kind of slid it to me and kind of just laughed. But because they kept their own stats, well, so it probably. What did say? I had twelve sacks.
1: Wikipedia credits you with thirty-one sacks, one hundred ninety-three no, tackles, four forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, an interception, and one defensive touchdown.
2: I'm suing somebody. I, I need my sacks. <laughs> it's, look, it's bad enough I only had thirty-four. Now they're trying to say it was thirty-one.
1: Yeah, they're not trying to. Literally, it's it's right there on the page. <laughs> well, Wikipedia.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well who put that you? information together?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm who, who put that information. I I don't know. I mean, you, you probably edited it yourself. Um, Ooh, I heard you could do that. Y- you can. You know what? If a listener can go in there and
2: put like seventy, I'm paying a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay a <laughs> dollar. I'll pay a dollar a sack for for whatever they could uh, get it to say. I'm just impressed you had an interception
1: and a touchdown.
2: You know what's cool about that? I was. Playing for Philly. So, I was drafted by Philly, played a year, got cut. Then Washington picked me up. I played three years. Then I was a free agent. I went back to Philly for five years. So, that interception was against Washington. So, that was kind of cool. Because <laughs> it was against all my boys. <laughs> Who was the quarterback? Uh, ooh. You know what? Most of my big players are against trash quarterbacks. <laughs> that even if I said their name, y'all, y'all wouldn't even... <laughs> yeah, it was like... <laughs>
1: A.J. Steeleys of the world. (laughs) You still have the ball, though, don't you? Oh, hell yeah. And guess
2: who who it was when I told my son, oh, this is when I sacked Tom Brady.
1: (laughs) Uh He's not (laughs) going to check. Who who was your defensive touchdown against? Washington. Oh, so you intercepted it and returned it for a touchdown?
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: Wow, pick six.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was uh when, in, in t- when you go. in today's game it might not have been a touchdown because if you watch the replay uh, I think like I, I was down at like the one inch line, but thank God they didn't have replay back in the nineties
1: or HD television. So it was it was clearly <laughs> yeah. uh, so when you go at your Wikipedia, uh, you know, because uh, there's not a lot written about you. It's actually kind of a pathetic page. Uh, you, you should you should add that in. Yeah, <laughs> some of your incredible things you did in high school. You should add that in. Um, you know, I think about the the. The, the resume and the write-ups that we had for the San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame induction. You need that on your Wikipedia page.
2: So the seven-foot high jump's not in there? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, man. No, yeah, Actually, uh, you actually know what? it is. You hold, uh, your, your early years, Kalou attended Patton F. Middle School and John Marshall High School in San Antonio, graduating in 1993. He holds the record in high jump for the Rams at seven-foot-zero inches. That's all it says. For the district... For the district. Man, it says for the Rams. Right? Wow. It, professional career, it's got three sentences. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> three
2: sentences. You know what's good about that though? When I look up some people
1: when I used to do the radio,
2: some of these Wikipedia pages they tell too much. Like I was like, Oh man, I didn't know you beat your wife. Like so there's certain <laughs> things that
1: Well hey, Wikipedia also says we still host a show called In the Trenches. So I mean yeah. You know. Yeah. you need to update that, it's man. Go at it. It's been a year. Go at it. I'm, I'm going to go
2: check that out. I'm
1: going right. to see how to do that. Indeed. Have fun, man.
0: Thanks, Indy. All right. Talk to y'all next right? week. All right. right. Indeed on
1: the Buyers Barricades guest line where he provides traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond online at buyersbarricades.com. He's the best. He's great. He really is. <laughs> Oh, man.
0: Well, he's feeling humble today. That's for sure. He is now. Yeah, he is now. He is
1: now.